We are live. Yeah. It is March 31st. So what is it? The last day of quarter one, 2021. Thank you for joining mm -hmm. us today. I know it's kind of like lunch hour. We're kind of all having lunch and getting things done. So I am here, Jess Hill, founder of e-commerce empowerment. And I am here with Michael Morjohn. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi. Hola. Hola. Good. Happy to be here. Um, hola, hola. Michael, yeah, Michael is one of our e-commerce empowerment coaches, and we wanted to just chat with Michael today. He's been a retail arbitrage, online arbitrage seller for several years, um, and he uh, sources a lot at the outlet malls. So we're going to ask him some questions, kind of like a live interview. If you have questions, feel free to ask them. I will be fielding questions from the audience as well. I see a lot of people are joining. Um, and so we are just here. So, so, um, so Michael, the first question is, how did you get started on Amazon? Give me a little bit of information on your story. I mean, I know you, we've, we've known each other for three years, but mm. give the audience a little context yeah. of your experience. Okay. So again, hi, my name is Michael Morejon. Um, I, I'll, I'll do like a couple of things in Spanish too, for those that are that are here if you yeah. speak Spanish, you learn Espanol. Um, so my name is Michael Monejon. Um, uh, my e-commerce background, well, I, li I live in South Florida. So to get that out, it's very sunny outside. That's yes. the light. Um, uh, let's see, I started, I'm trying to think really quick. Uh, started about six years ago or something, around 2014, I believe. And then my wife and I had no idea what we were doing. Long story <laughs> short, I heard a podcast of another seller that was doing like six figures um, in Amazon and I was driving to work. I'm like, you can sell on Amazon. What is that? I don't even understand. Like, what does that even mean? So, and this lady was saying, oh, she was doing a hundred thousand dollars in sales, doing retail arbitrage. I'm like, what is retail arbitrage? What does even arbitrage mean? I know retail means, I didn't know nothing. Nah, nah. So, so I'm just driving and then I'm listening to it and I started doing research. I found this lady online. I started finding other people. I'm like, this is a whole big thing. What is this? started trying it. I opened up my Amazon account. Again, I have no idea what I was doing. We just opened it. I started going to Goodwill, thrift stores, garage sales, wherever to find inventory. Back then it wasn't like now where it's like the, the everything's a violation back there. It was like just send stuff. Amazon like wasn't, I don't know. I guess they would have cared, but I guess they're more picky now. But back then it was just ship, ship, ship. Yeah. So you can send sure. whatever. So like eBay long time ago. So, um, well still sort of, um, and then, yeah, so then we just started growing from there, little stores here and there, uh, poquito a poco, little by little. And then I just started going to just, I would just go to a store. Just let's try this supermarket. Let's try this retail store. Just walk in and scan stuff. So I would just take my phone and my wife was doing it too. So we were, I don't know, show her the app. This is how you scan stuff. Let's just, let's just scan that. Let's just scan it. We had no idea what we were doing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So little by little, we made a lot of mistakes. We would spend hours in stores. Yeah. You know, like, three hours in big lots or, or something, or we go to Marshall's and spend like, you know, three, four hours walking around. We don't even know what we're looking for. So, <laughs> but little by little, we started learning more. Yeah, we, we were clueless. So, so we grew, it took us a long time to grow because I should have thought of like, well, I should get some training. And I just thought I'd just figure it out. So like the first three years, it was just kind of like, just randomly selling stuff. I would sell, I wouldn't do like $500 in sales in a month or something, or, or like in a few months, I was like super happy. I sold something, you know, yeah. this works. So yeah. So then I started getting reading books and watching trainings and watching videos and just went down the rabbit hole of 
yeah. learning everything everywhere about Amazon, like most of us do. Yeah. So yeah, and then little by little we started growing, learning stuff. Okay, this works, this doesn't work. Um, you know, like I I was I read about private label, I didn't want to do private label, I was reading about wholesale, reading about retail, online, uh, uh, estate sales, everything. I read, you know, I was learning a little bit, so I was kind of like everywhere, like I'm, what do I do, what do I focus on? So I just started focusing more on retail and online arbitrage. Yeah. A little bit of wholesale, I'm still working on that, but I really, that was like my thing. So I'm like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna master it, I'm gonna stop looking everywhere else and just do this, grow it, and then I'll, I'll try other things. So I was trying too much. You know, I wasn't really spending much money. But I was reading a lot, you know, and it was that thing, analysis or paralysis or whatever yes. you call it. So it was too much studying, you know, I was like learning a little bit of everything and then I wasn't doing anything with the information. So I'm like, no, I need to focus, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. I think that's a lot of us, like when we, I know when I found out about, uh, Amazon FBA, my friend had told me about it and I was like, what is that? And he was like, you can actually shop at stores and sell it online. And I did that first seven months. Mm -hmm. I, I had a couple of groups that I was in, but I wasn't really until I got a coach and I was like, oh, wow. You know, so I think that's kind of with anything though. Like, you know, when you're learning something new, some of mm -hmm. it is trial by fire, but now that, you know, we've, we've known mm -hmm. Three years, and you've been just like because you're a teacher, so you went to college and you took mm -hmm. all these yeah. courses and you yeah. did your teaching. Mm -hmm. um, so that's cool, that's awesome. So, like, when yeah. you're let's talk a little bit more about retail arbitrage specifically. We have a lot of people okay. in our community that um, like to shop in stores, right? Shop for a living. Mm -hmm. um, what are like some yeah. of your favorite mm -hmm. brands? to source or what have you found success? What brands have you found success with? Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you the credit. Thanks to you that helped me with the ungating. So my main brands, well, I don't like main brands, but the bigger brands that we do a lot of are Nike, Under Armour, Adidas. So we didn't, I, and I hated it because I would go to stores, I would scan it, I would look at my phone, I'm like, why can't I buy this? Like, I right. want to buy this, there's so much money. And I would just see it all and I'm like, how? And then I see other people doing it, I'm like, how can I do this? You know, and then you had the ungating thing, so that was a blessing. So we got ungated in those three brands. Those have been great. And then yeah, we do a lot of clothing. Um, yeah. So the categories that do well for us: um, clothing, toys, beauty, um, shoes, uh, sandals, or kinds of shoes. Um, yeah, I know you guys I, are big. Yeah, I selling. think those are like our main ones. Awesome. Uh -huh. Yeah, so, so those are like our main, I think those are the four like main ones. I mean, we do everything. I don't care what it is, but you know, those are right. like, as we source and then look at our categories, those are the main ones. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So Valerie is asking in, in retail arbitrage, what is your minimum return on investment that you're looking for when you're outsourcing RA? Good question. Okay. So I answer um, my personal. I try to keep it at fifty percent and up. If I find something that's mm, maybe like two, three dollars, and it's forty percent ROI, maybe I take it. But I mean, I try to keep like from four dollars and up. I really, I don't look so much at the. I look at the ROI, yeah. but I do like to look at the the, um, the dollar amount. So yeah. some people like they say, "Oh, I made a thousand hour percent ROI." And it was like a dollar fifty. You know, yeah. so I look at. You know, okay, yeah. So sometimes you're like, ah, this huge ROI, and I'm like, 
what is it really like three dollars you know so the, the right. number percentage sounds huge but right. i try to keep it like at four dollars and fifty percent because yeah. unfortunately things drop in price so i'm always like yeah. planning that into my roi like okay it's fifty yeah. percent it's probably gonna drop to like 40 something maybe yeah so if i start at 40 or 30 something it's probably gonna drop to 20 something and i don't want to do 20s that's right yeah 20s. you got to put that little buffer yeah. in to keep that profitability plus mm -hmm. you know, you're buying it at 50 percent return on investment you still have to prep it so you got to pay for that poly bag or whatever right so uh -huh. that's a good that's a good and if you pay people pay shoppers yeah 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 mm -hmm. we have a lot of questions already so i'm so excited okay um, what, awesome. okay, so let's, we've, I have questions and then they have questions. So one of the questions <laughs> was that you mentioned outlet stores. So, so what are your primary stores that you like for retail arbitrage? And then, you know, if that is the outlet, you know, just kind of give us a little bit okay. of that. Sure. Okay. So again, learn, I learned a lot from you, which was the Marshalls, the Ross, the TG Maxx, the Burlington's. So where I live in South Florida, um, again, it depends on where everybody lives, but where I live, they're everywhere. Like I live, I, there were so many, I had to put my zip code and make a little master sheet uh, yes. in Excel. And then like, you know, Marshalls, Ross, TJ Maxx, Burlington. And it was like 15 stores per each, you know? So it was like 30, 40 stores, you know? So it's a lot of stores. So to the yes. point that I had to get, we have two shoppers helping us because it's, it's ridiculous. Huh? No, go yes. ahead. Awesome. No, like I know um, a yeah. lot of people are looking for hiring shoppers. So that might be something that people would want more information on in the future. Um, so Valerie is now yeah. asking, um, do you get a lot of returns on clothes and shoes? And then my question to that is, what do you do with those returns? Good. Also, good question. I was literally doing something with them yesterday. No, was it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um, so do I get a lot of returns? Not really. So what I start, what I used to do is I would kind of like look at Amazon and it would tell you like, oh, you got to return, return, return. So I got to the point, like it was like so many, like I don't even look at it anymore. I just more focus on what gets back to my house. So I have a VA that helps me with um, managing my account. And then I tried to do the, I usually, well, I used to do a lot of the managing the unfulfillable inventory and defective and, and customer damage, all that. Stuff. So I gave it to my VA. I'm like, this is getting crazy. You deal with it. Right. Get everything back to me. So like literally yesterday I got a book bag back. I got a pair of pants back. So I we opened it up, my wife or me or a shopper, whatever, the prepper. And then we, you know, we check it. Like I got a book bag yesterday from Ross or TJ Maxx. I don't remember where. Perfect condition. It's still in the same bag that I sent it right. in, in the pocket bag. So I look at it. I even, you know, I, I touch it. I open it. And I, I inspect it. It looks fine. It's going back to Amazon. Especially right. if it has the little UPC, everything it's, looks clean, smells clean, doesn't smell weird or look weird. It's going right back to Amazon. So that's yeah. like step, I guess, stage one or whatever. That's what I do first, send it back. Whatever makes it to my house. Because a lot of times Amazon will just put it back in your inventory and they resell it again. So I don't even keep track of that. So whatever makes it here, if it doesn't get sent back. It's damaged, it's dirty, whatever. Whatever happened to it, I try to sell it on eBay, Mercari, Facebook, yeah. Foster, all those. I, that doesn't work. The next step is um, I either try the the Go Gambit service or another service. Like I just get rid of it, you know, or I just give it to Goodwill. I don't know. Yeah. So I just if I can't sell it, I mean, I'm not gonna lose my mind over like three dollars, four dollar profit, you know, or right. a ten, seven dollar pair of shorts. Like I have right. bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm the same way. I get all my returns sent home and then we make a huge pile and then we open it all in one day and I have the three piles. I have the send back to Amazon. And for me, when I'm closing that poly bag, because um, I do sell a lot of bras and stuff for those of you that are new or um, new to our community. Um, I put the, well, my assistant puts the label over the seal of the poly bag so that when it comes back to me, if that mm, seal is that's smart. Yeah, I know that it was. We know that he opened it. Opened. Um, and so that'll go one pile back to Amazon. It gets put back into a new batch and then boom, right back to the warehouses. Then the second pile is eBay, Mercari, Facebook Marketplace. I don't do a lot with Poshmark, but typically Mercari is like my number one. It's easy, right? Um, yeah, Mercari is so great. Yeah, it's really good. And then number three is I do have. Um, a, a woman that I work with who consigns from her house and she does a 50-50 consignment. Mm. So depending on the wear and tear, oh, if it's appropriate, cool. I'll text her, I'll say, okay, and I'll text her a picture. Like maybe I have 10 bras. Would you like these? You know, and then I'll send some to her and then whatever else goes right to Goodwill, right? Or or I'll put, uh, oh, you know, cool. yeah. like on Facebook, like free, free, whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, awesome, awesome. Oh, There's okay. so many questions. We have so many people. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, we have a question. It is, what is the best beginner should start learning about online arbitrage and retail arbitrage? I believe she is in the UK. So I think online arbitrage would be more appropriate. Her next question is, how hmm. would someone in the UK do RA or OA? Ooh, someone in the UK, um, I guess it would be similar to how we do it here. I mean, just go to stores, I know tactical arbitrage has a UK like you has UK stores you can scan on online arbitrage. Like it says selling in UK and sourcing from I UK. Think, so you can uh, like go United Kingdom. So you can pick it. I think they're saying how would someone know, yeah. in the United Kingdom do retail arbitrage or online arbitrage in oh, the US? Oh, okay. So I think online arbitrage would be the best oh. bet. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess you would see if it can be shipped to your to your place like i don't know i haven't really done that so i'm not, I'm not okay really so sure. i can I answer guess this maybe the website could ship it to them so yeah. i have some friends that are international um specifically honduras and other countries um who does online arbitrage then they send it to a prep center uh hopefully a prep oh, center yeah. in a tax-free state so fba prep now mm. she's in that's suzanne matson She's in Oregon. It's a tax-free state, so you don't have to worry about the hoops for tax-free. And then they have mm. the prep center prep them and you know put send them to the FBA warehouses. So that could be a solution. So I would uh, suggest for those mm. that are overseas or not in the United States that want to do uh, selling on .com that you could do online arbitrage to a prep center, good communication, make sure it's a vetted prep center, and then have them list those on Amazon. You can still source from your computer. Like you can look everything up. It would just be a matter of um, in-country, uh, you know, in the United States uh, shipping and stuff. So there you go. Um, and yes, mm. we had another chime good in. Question. For yeah. yeah, so consignment stores, if you have not looked up consignment, there's a couple of tips I can share real quick. Um, so for consignment, I found my consigner in a buy, sell trade. I actually know three women in my area near mm. St. Louis 
um, that do consignment. And I found this woman. She's like, I could walk to her house. She's less than five minutes drive, uh, which was great because my first one was about 23 minutes away. Um, and I just take all of that. And that's not just for Amazon stuff. Like I take some of my kids clothes there, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but also consignment shops, mm. so if, especially if you're selling clothing or higher end goods, um, consignment shops can be a mm. great solution if you're in a metropolis. Okay. Uh, we've got mm. a lot. I'm going to look into that. Mm. Um, okay. So another comment is, it's a great idea to put the label over the seam. I don't know where. I'm going to start doing that. that. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for years and it's not just clothing. Like I'll put it, that's where. I have trained Jordan, my, my assistant, to put the label so that you know if it's been opened, right? So there you go. Hello from Arizona. That's a good idea. Okay. All right, so let's do that. So uh, do you go to outlet malls to source? Okay. And what is your plan of action? All right, good. So this is the good stuff. So I literally just went to an outlet store yesterday because there's one that's pretty far from here. And since I'm on spring break, as a teacher, we have the week off. I'm like, you know, my wife and I and our son, we went up there. I'm like, let's just, you know, my wife likes to go to the mall, walk around, get out of the house. So I said, we're gonna do all of that and we're gonna make some money. <laughs> so so let's go up there. So how do I, so do I start set out with malls? Yes, yeah, so long story short, um, after I started doing um, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, all of that, I started looking up if there were like an Under Armour store. Like again, I'd never sourced from those stores. So Nike, I never, cause I, good and I was restricted. So I'm buying stuff and I'm like, do they have like, I'm, I don't really shop in those stores myself. So I'm like, let me see if there's like a Nike store or something near here. So I knew there was one, like in a mall and then I found an outlet mall that has a whole bunch of, that had all three and a whole bunch of other stores. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna spend like, I'm gonna go there for like a day and just check this thing out. So I started going there, parked my car, like right in front of the Under Armour store, right in front of the Nike store. It's like an open outdoor mall, uh, outlet mall. So I just started hitting the stores and I just go yeah. in there, I got my phone. And I just started scanning and I started, I'll go into detail, but I just started learning the stores one by one. Every store is different. It's yep. not like, mm, I learned that outlet stores are not like regular retail stores. Like it's like a bulk experience, shopping experience. So it's a yeah. tiny bit different, not a big difference, but as you grow and you, you start doing certain stores, you got to learn their rules, I guess they have rules. Yeah. So not like big rules, but so some stores have limits. Um, so what is my plan of action? So like, let's say, I'll give you an example. Um, Nike has a 30 item limit. So you go into a Nike outlet store, you can only take 30 items, five per style. So you get five pairs of socks. If it's a, a certain type of sock, you don't take five of those. If it's a sandal, it doesn't matter the size. You can take only five of that color. So I used to think, oh, it's like five size six, five size seven. No, the lady told me, no, 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 no. It's, five of that color, the, forget right. the size, just right. the color. I'm like, okay. So I so I go into the store and once, if I find a good one and I, I scan it and I found a good one, I grab five and I put five. And then I find another one, I put five and I keep counting until I get to 30. Once I get to 30, I check out. And it's 30 per day. And then Nike does take the tax exempt. Some stores yep. don't, you have to ask, don't be shy. They really don't care. It's not like like Target or something where they're like, you're a right. reseller. You know, they don't care. At least. Right. I guess it depends on your state and stuff. At least for in South Florida, we're very chill, very relaxed. Ellos no les importa, they don't care. So you go up there, like, oh yeah, lo que tú quieras, take it all you want. I don't care, you know. So they take, you know, we they don't care. So some stores are, and some stores are very strict. Like Nike is very strict. Like it's thirty items, and that's it. But you can go every day. So I'm not saying go to a store every day, but if you have a shopper, you can tell them go pass by every two, three times a week or something, and you could be getting thirty items 
and you right. use the tax exempt, you could be making a few hundred dollars every trip, you know, so you right. could be making hundreds of dollars just from Nike per week, just Nike. Right. So Under Armour, for example, doesn't have um, uh, a limit, like at least the one that I go to, they don't care. Like I've taken bins, like like I took an item one time and it was so good, I'm like, do you have any more? They're like, yeah, we got boxes in the back. Yeah. Bring, bring, give me everything. And they're like, you're right. gonna take all of that? I'm like, yep, so where can I stack it in the back? And then I would just start stacking stuff and people That's just it. looking weird and I'm like, look at them back and I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm taking all of that, you know? Yeah. So like to the point I was thinking so much, a lady once was like, can I take one? I'm like, yeah, take it one. It's like, hi, gracias, baby. I'm like, well, relax. So I would just take your stuff. Like to the point they, I accidentally had boxes and they literally gave me boxes to take. Like, cause I'm like, I just, I'm gonna, I didn't tell them I was gonna ship it, but I'm like, you guys have boxes. They're like, yeah, yeah, we have boxes. So the, the, I found the dollar stores are very like, they're not so, they don't, they get traffic. I guess it depends on the outlet. Like the one that I go to has, a, it doesn't have as much traffic. So they're very like more relaxed, like laid back. Like you can ask, can I get a box? You can get a box. Oh, can I grab? Yeah, you can get more. Like they're very chill. So like you go to a Marshalls, there's like 500 people in the store and you know, they don't want right. to talk to you. Like you're busy, you know? Right. So. There, right. there's like three people, employees in the store. They're very, you know, so at least the stores that I go to are very cool. The Nike store is huge. Like there's always like a line to get in. Huh? So I've done a ton. Always. I have a, t I have a ton of outlet experience as well. Um, so just a few caveats, your mileage may vary. Um, I did get mm. asked to leave Vera Bradley. It was the one time oh, I've wow. ever been kicked out of a store. I had already been sourcing there oh, for wow. seven months and it was Q4 oh, wow. and I I had been making, I had been buying a thousand dollars worth of inventory every single time I went there. Wow. Um, and then this one time mm -hmm. she was just like, we, we can't sell to you anymore. So just that caveat, <laughs> you know, we always run that risk. Yeah. But for me, Nike mm. and Under Armour, those are both outlets at my outlet mall, and I haven't had any problems at all. But they do. Me neither. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. They yeah. do have the limits, the same limits at my Nike outlet. So I go like I usually make a trip once a week or or maybe twice a month or something like that. Um, and then Under Armour, super super laid back, no big deal. Um, I actually mm -hmm. when yeah. I got kicked out of Vera Bradley, I went into a different store because it was uh, I was walking around and I just needed a signal. Like sometimes at the outlet malls, the Wi-Fi is kind of wonky. I don't know about yours. Um, and uh -huh. I needed a signal. Sometimes, yeah. 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 And I walked into a different store. I made friends with the manager and now I have 29 replants from that store. I can't tell you what store it is because wow. you might find my yeah. replants. But um, yeah, I think exactly. part of it is um, creating relationships, right? Um, and mm -hmm. really that's true. And going when it's not busy. Like if we have the luxury of going during the week, uh -huh. then we don't have to hit all of the the busy times at any of the stores, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we have right. a ton of questions. Um, let's see. How okay. long does it take to get ungated? And what's the process like Amazon? Okay, for toy brands, um, you know, we have the ungating methods and everything in e-commerce empowerment, um, mm -hmm. but the basics mm -hmm. are find a toy wholesaler, order 10. Um, but I, I know that you're a new seller, so you could focus on things that you can sell, like arts and crafts, office uh, supplies, mm -hmm. um, some pet items are open to new sellers, books, and a lot of clothing is actually open to new sellers. So that's what I would um, are there mm -hmm. a lot of product authenticity issues with purchasing from outlets? 
I already know the answer, but I'll let you know. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, it depends. I mean, so this is my only bad experience that I had. Um, and I'll just give this one away, but it's a, um, the store coach. You can source from there. I tried sourcing from there once. I sent like some wallets or something, really good price. I sent like five or six immediately. Like they sold like three and I already had somebody messaging, are these real or is this fake? I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna source from Coach anymore. Yeah. So at least that was me. Like maybe yeah. someone's like, I order from Coach, I buy the whole store. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But I'm from New York, so I know that they sell Coach fake oh, stuff God. everywhere. Everybody sells fake everywhere. Coach stuff. So immediately they're gonna swear like it's fake. Oh, but it has the tag and it's in the plastic. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. Like they still think it's fake. You can send them a picture of your receipt. You can take a selfie of yourself outside the store. Like you can do whatever you want. They're still gonna say it's fake. So, so I just, I don't mess with coach. Yeah. Um, so but most of the time, no, I haven't had any issues with other brands. Um, so you, if you are reselling other people's product, other brands products on Amazon, you are taking a risk by selling someone else's products. Have your chain Correct. of custody. Michael and his wife, Jackie, mm -hmm. they have their chain of custody. They can prove authenticity of mm -hmm. the products that they're procuring for their business. So as long as you have mm -hmm. your chain of custody, you are required by the IRS to take to keep all business documents a minimum of three years. Mm -hmm. So if you're not scanning them or taking pictures of them, which is sizing, mm -hmm. that would be the next You buy from the outlet, you take the pictures of your receipts, you ship it to Amazon. Mm. If you get an, a complaint, you prove that it's authentic. Mm. Um, yep, so that's what I do too. So all how, how are your shoppers able to use your tax exempt? Do they have to show your the ID? So I thought I thought the same thing. Uh, I have two shoppers. I didn't give them the tax exempt for a while. Like, well, the first girl that I had, and I just I, I thought the same thing. They're gonna ask me for the ID. But then one day I was just uh, my wife and I um, on the on the tax exempt of ours has my name and our company name, and my wife would use it, and her name is not my name. But right. I'm thinking they take they, they they take it. So I thought I thought um, let me give it to my shopper, and I said, look. Just give it like in Marshalls, they take it, and in TJ Maxx, they take it, Ross, they don't, and Burlington, they take it. So I said, just go to the store, try it. If it doesn't work, don't worry about it. What are they going to do? Yeah. What are they going to do? So, uh, so I said, yeah. So, and it started working, and now she use, uses it. I'm like, great. So they just take the paper, they ask a bunch of questions, at least, again, and maybe in some places they're more like straight. I, in South Florida, where I live, they don't care. They're just like, oh, yeah, here, hey, Fimagi, sign here. Okay, bye. You know, sign here, bye. They don't care. So, so yeah, same with me when I had my yeah. shoppers, um, they just, well, some of them were in tax exempt states. And then also the one that was here in Missouri, she just showed it. Um, so if they ask for ID, mm -hmm. you can say that you're a purchasing agent and name your uh, LLC mm -hmm. name um, and just try, right? It doesn't hurt to try, yeah. right? Because it's, you don't want yeah. to spend just try. Yeah. Um, But yes, to the, yeah. the next oh, question, another. Go ahead. Oh, no, because I was going to say also what I did, too, is um, on our business card, it has our company name. And then I got an employee business card from my shopper and it has the company name on the card. It has their name, but the tax exempt also has the company name. So they, they can't say, oh, it's, it's right. right. So in Perfect. case they don't that's want to, they don't take it. So. Yeah, that's a good way to do mm -hmm. it. I didn't think of it that way. Um, so do you just carry copies of your tax exempt it to show? Yeah. So I have several yes. copies. Yeah, I, have like, I have to actually print copies. Yeah. Yep. 
So you can bring coffee. I'm the same as you. Put them in my car. Yeah, just put them in your glove box um, and then bring them with you because some stores mm -hmm. want to keep it. It's fine. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I would. we just bring coffees. Okay, let's see. Mm -hmm. What about items made for the outlet versus items for the store? Good question. Items made for the outlet versus the items made for the store. I mean, I guess like unique items that are in the outlet, I suppose. Right. Um, so I think for me, like Vanity Fair, right? I go to the Vanity Fair outlet and those Vanity Fair bras are different than the Vanity Fair bras at Kohl's. So I usually I know that. will source or I will search, like I'll go on to the seller app and I'll put in Vanity Fair, but then on the tag, not the UPC code, because that might be different. Uh, like it might be specific to the outlet, but I'll put in that that uh, style number. So there's a style number on mm -hmm. your tags and um, you can type that in and then you can find the parent listing and then drive, you know, drive down into the variant. Um, but I know that, so, I also know that like at the Disney store at the outlet mall, sometimes those Disney store items are different than like what's at Target, right? So, and oh, Disney, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so Disney, um, my store does not have any service. Like it's bad. <laughs> and so what I mm. do at Disney is I will go and I will take a bunch of pictures of like all mm. of the stuff that's coming and especially during black friday week because i've i've sourced like a lot um during black friday specifically at the disney store um so that's helpful because then i will go and i will go have a hot spot like i'll use my home my phone as a hot spot in an area in the outlet mall where it actually works and then i'll go and i'll type in mm -hmm. like especially like princess dolls like i'm giving away my secrets but those are kind of some outlet tips that you might not think about. So the style number, if it is not coming up with a UPC code, like at Vanity Fair or Nike or whatever, you could also put the style, put Nike and then the style of the shoe or, or sweatshirt or whatever, right? Um, and then things mm -hmm. should start populating. If you if it doesn't populate, then just go to the next product, right? Um, mm -hmm. So that is um, what, uh, that's, that's what I do. Um, okay, let's see. Mm. Okay. Right. Not yeah. So when you have shoppers, we have some more comments. Just um, signing okay. a non-compete and a non-disclosure. I did that. Yeah, right. I believe you have them in the in the e-commerce empire. I use those. I just put my info and they sign it. You know, if they give you a hard time, then I don't know. But I mean, mine did, and they were just like, I don't care. Right. I mean, obviously, um, for anyone that you're hiring, you want to have that non-compete, non-disclosure. Non They're not going to go and open their own Amazon account and sell the same things or tell mm -hmm. someone your dolos, yep. right? And then also mm -hmm. um, do a trial, like two weeks, like try it out. And then if it's not a good uh -huh. Um, Okay. Can right. I redeem sales tax later if I... I have an LLC and the store does not accept it. So I think this is like a refer to your CPA kind of question, right? Right. Yeah. I don't really know. So I'm, I just use the tax exempt. I mean, if I have to pay it, I have to pay it. You know, like I don't, what can I do? I mean, well, I probably yeah. could do something to get some of it back. I'm not really sure. How. I do know that you can submit. It's just a matter of tracking. Mm. So let's say 
um, you had all of your receipts for March. Today's the last day. And you went through and you, you, you categorized all of these were tax exempt and then these were not. You can, you know, speak with your CPA about how to do that redemption. And um, because I know that people have been successful, at least in California, and I think in oh. Oklahoma. Um, but because, because yes, if you're selling a lot and it amounts to hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of taxes, it might be worth the time to track and submit. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. definitely something that you can do and you could probably outsource it. Like you could say, okay, here's, I, I pull all of the receipts that have tax out of my drop file. And then at the end of the year, submit them for either like the tax, like deduction or whatever your CPA says. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, oh, one of the questions question. is some outlets carry factory seconds. Um, I don't buy factory seconds. Do you? What are fact? I'm not even sure what are factory second. That's like leftover so, stuff. Yeah, I think it's like either leftover or it's like when I worked at Eddie Bauer, we had some that were um, like it was supposed to be a large, but it wasn't cut right, so it was really long. That's, oh, I don't, oh, I, I don't buy source, those. Yeah, like I don't source irregular, and I don't source factory seconds. Yeah, so. irregular no. Yeah, you no, could, no, mine are new in the, like, when I go, it's new in the box, everything, it's, it's just, like, stuff, for, I even asked them, like, you can just, like, I just asked the person, where is this stuff from? And they're like, oh, this is from, oh, they're, for example, Under Armour, like, oh, from Under, Under Armour stores that didn't sell, they just send us all the stuff, we don't even know what we're getting, and they just mm -hmm. throw it onto the floor, you know, like, you know, not throw it on the floor, but, you know, it's there. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just okay. ask. Yeah, if it's something bad, just don't, don't buy it. Don't take the risk, yeah. even if the profit's good, just... Yeah, I mean, you could buy, you could do it for eBay. Like, I wouldn't care about that. Like, eBay and Facebook, Mercari, but not for Amazon. Mm -hmm. like, I want new. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yes, Coach makes some items just for the outlet. So yeah, I think I'll, there's some lot of stores that only have like specific colors and specific sizes that are at the outlet. Um, so I've I've seen that not only in like my reseller life, but like in my personal life, you know. Um, so for sure mm -hmm. on that one. Okay, so I have some more. Okay, we talked about the employees about tax exempt. Um, okay, so you said that you will go and you'll buy a whole bunch of stuff, and I know I have done the same. So how, like, mm -hmm. do you have any pointers on how to transport all of that inventory to your vehicle? Okay. Right. So this, so I have, so yesterday, for example, the outlet mall that I, I don't frequent this one, I've only been there like twice. It's a little tricky because you, you have to park your car like in a garage and yes. then you have to, and then it's like a walk to the store and then the store could be in the other side of the yep. garage, you know? And then yep. you have to get like, you can either pay one of those little shopping carts in the mall that I saw yesterday was like $8. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but if you're going to take a lot of stuff, it might be worth it. You get the right. little shopping cart, you load it up. But then it's a little annoying because if you go to like one store, load it, walk all the way back to your car, drop everything off, all the way back to the mall. So it could be a lot of walking. So you can either you can either do it a few times, and then you yep. can hire a shopper to do it for you. That's one way. You can you know spend like a whole day just say like I'm gonna be here from eleven to like five. You know, yep. bring lunch, bring snacks, bring water, bring shoes. You know you're like you're going to work in a sense you know yep. like and you bring your charger you, you bring your everything your phone get the wi-fi you know get ready don't just like i'm gonna go to that little mall for like 30 yeah, minutes like, no. 
Like the Elder Mall is not like like Marshalls or something, huh? Right, one store. Yeah, and they don't have carts. Like there's mm -hmm. no carts at Elder Mall, right? Yeah, you pay for it. Yeah, there's no shopping carts. Right. Yeah, or you can bring your own. I guess you can maybe yeah. buy one. Oh, like yeah. you know, one of those little things. You know, you can guess you can do that. But like for example, the Elder Mall that I frequent is a little different because it's outside. So I can literally like Under Armour. I can literally park in front of like it's like a 15 second walk. You know, so. I literally have the employees help me put it into my car, you know, so, or they just start packing it and I leave the bags. They're like, yeah, just grab it. And I just make, you know, trips. And it's really like a 15 second walk. So I try to park near to the store. So you can do that too. So if, if you just have one parking garage or like everybody has to park there, there's not much you can do. If you can park like in the perimeter of the mall, try to see like, okay, let's say uh, Under Armour or Nike. Nike is in this side of the mall. So I'm going to park like right near it. So you can drop everything off. Put it in your car and then drive around. I know it's annoying, but it's either that or you walk across the entire mall to get to yeah. one store, walk all the way back, you know? So yeah. it's a little like I have to drive around the mall. It's either that or you have to walk around the mall. So I'd rather drive around the mall than walk around the mall. So, so I, I, yeah, I do I that. Do I literally go over. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do the same thing. And like my outlet mall is outside um, and it's, we don't have a parking garage. So the place where I do my replens, they're very mm -hmm. heavy. I'm giving you way too many secrets, but um, I have him put it in the back of the store and then I pull my van right up to the door because I am oh. not about to carry all that stuff. For Nike, it's a walk. Yeah. For Under Armour, it's a walk. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just being mindful mm -hmm. because a lot of times I'm buying Nike shoes and how can I tote all 30, 20 pairs of shoes, not, not clothes that can be easily mm -hmm. stuffed into a bag, those that's when I mm -hmm. um, I make a couple trips usually like I get my steps in right you mm -hmm. know so um, yeah just, mm -hmm. you know, if it's if it's outside can you pull up to the back and where is it because usually they have to have some way to transport their trash like by the dumpsters or whatever um, and uh -huh. will they will they hold it for you in the back is that fine um, that's kind of how I you know that's how I do it at my outlet malls. They're pretty. They're pretty good, with the exception yeah. of your Bradley. Except yeah, they're for those, pretty good. Yeah, those yeah. interior stores, because ours are like there's an interior circle uh -huh. and then there's an out circle. You know, so those interior circles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Mine is like all outside. Like it's literally like like outside. Like you just outside. it's like a it's like a like a box or something, and then yeah. it's just literally you can park around the box, and then there's no there's no inside. Like the inside is just a store. So it's great. Like, and they're just like back to back, like lined up next to each other. So, and that's another thing too, that uh, I was going to also recommend, like, I like going to the outlet mall. I still haven't even hit all the stores. Like just get lost and just right. like, walk around and you just yeah. go, Oh, that has an outlet. That has an outlet. I've never been to that store. Like, for example, yesterday I went into, and it's giving it away a little bit, but not, well, not really. Like I went into a new balance yesterday. I'm restricting the new balance. I have to get unrestricted. And I was like, I never went into a New Balance. So I started scanning stuff and I'm like, I need to get restricted a New Balance because so, right. there's some good stuff here. Yeah. So you would just walk in and you start scanning. Like I walked into Reebok. I didn't really find much in Reebok. Right. I'm not restricted in Reebok, but I didn't really find much. So, but you, and then I found a store in my outlet mall. I won't say anything because then yeah. that was really good away. But yeah. I, I meant, I made a lot of money and it was literally, I just found it. And I walked into the store and I'm like, this is here, you know, like, and I walked in and I just started scanning and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is going to change my life. <laughs> so yeah. like, I literally, I source so much, like I have the, the girls, like their number on my phone. I call them. 
they text me when they get a shipment in. So it's like, you, you like you said, you build a relationship. Like I bought so much, like I walk in, they're like, hi, Michael, how are you? You know, it's like, they already know who I am. You know, since I buy so much, you know, so. So you just yeah. make relationships, you know? And go in every single store. Kate Spade did not treat me right, so I don't go there. Um, and then Sperry <laughs> was bad. They cut all their lids. So um, I can't sell, I don't sell it Oh now. yeah, my Nike yeah. store has all their lids cut, so I can't even take any of their shoes at all, none. So really? Mine are all, you should come to St. Louis. Yeah. Mine are all good. Uh, so. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. And they have so many. I scan them and I'm like, I want to take this shoe. <laughs> so I know. Okay. We have a lot more questions. Let's see. Um, let's see. Coach, um, how do you define your sales price? Keepa, right? Keepa. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're not using Keepa. If you're brand new to the community, if you're brand new to selling on Amazon, Keepa is your data-driven software. Keepa.com, they also have an app. Um, you can mm -hmm. integrate it with Scoutify 2, which is the inventory mm -hmm. lab um, app. Um, Keepa, you're going to want, so when you're thinking, so for the new people, I'm just going to back up. For the new people, when you're selling on Amazon, you're going to use the seller app for sure, right? It's free with your account. Mm -hmm. And then there are supplementary apps that you might want to use. Um, you might want, you're going to want to use Keepa. If you're saying, Jess, what do you suggest as a new member that are a new seller that I use? Keepa is going to help you price your listing. It's going to show you how, if Amazon is on the listing, it's going to show you the history of the listing. It's going to show you how many people are on the listing. I don't know if I said that. Um, but it's really that. So if you take a college course, you're going to read the book, right? So Keepa is kind of like mm -hmm. that data driven, that book, it's helping you learn the history of the product. So we price the, mm -hmm. the the things that we list on Amazon are priced as the historical Keepa shows. So if historically a pair of Nike shoes sells for $69.99 and the buy box is $69.99, we're going to price it at $69.99. If the buy box is $89.99, mm -hmm. but the historical is $69.99, we can go buy box. I always target the buy box, but maybe mm -hmm. if it's still possible, a little bit lower, mm -hmm. a little Me bit too. higher, right? Um, so that's what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to learn Keepa, K-E-E-P-A. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, how, how, how and where do you find buyers that will shop on your behalf? Uh, good question. So I was in the same thing. I did not know where to get these people. I would hear people like Jessica Hill and other people like, I have shoppers, I have buyers, prepper. I'm like, where do they find these people? You know, like who's going to do, you know? So you start on what you might, you might already know the answer to your question. You start with your family. I, some people say don't hire family. You can start with your family. If you don't want, you have issues, whatever, or you don't want to do that. Don't, whatever. You can hire family. If you don't want to hire family. You can hire friends, acquaintances, people, you know, people from church. Um, I got a few people from church. We started with a few friends to prep. Some of them were okay. Like we had two friends, like one girl, she didn't really like it. You know, no issues. Another girl did it for a couple months. She got a full-time job. She couldn't do it anymore. No problem. We have another lady, um, a friend of my wife. She's helping us because she needed some, you know, some extra, some extra money. And then I asked someone in our church and they said, oh, we know this, uh, this girl that, you know, looking for like a part-time something. And I was like, okay, perfect. So we interviewed her, we got her. And then the mom was watching her do the sourcing, like showing up, like, what are you doing bringing all these bags? You know, she would bring it to her house. 
And then later drop it off at our house. And she's like, well, that's a job? Like, what are you doing? You're shopping for a job? So then the mom was super intrigued. She spoke to my, my wife is like, she's the manager. She has a degree in business management. So I let her manage all the people. So then she spoke to the mom and the mom was like, yeah, I want to do this. How do I do this? So then the, the mom needed like a, not a full-time job, but she needed like a part-time she needs some extra money and she she wanted something flexible. I'm like, you're talking to the right people. So we hired the mom. So now we have the mom, the daughter and another friend. So we have three people right now and I have two VAs. So, you you know, you start asking around, don't, you know, try them out. It doesn't work. No big deal. No, you know, you have to be very, to be very transparent. Tell them exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Don't like hide stuff, you know, have like a real interview. You're gonna pack this, you're gonna be here. You're gonna do that, that, that. You're gonna go to the store. You're gonna drive. It's gonna be walking whatever just explain it if they don't like it tell them try it for a week you don't like it no hard feelings nobody's gonna get hurt we're still friends whatever yeah cool you know cool keep the job when you're starting to outsource your business like when you start from the beginning first you need to know what you want right so if you are a brand new mm -hmm. amazon seller you need to get acquainted with your thresholds the brands you can sell, the places you can shop, all right. of that. Learn it, and then you can start uh -huh. training other people. Um, the thing I recommend outsourcing exactly. first is prep. You can teach a high school, college, yep. you can teach a grandma, yep. anybody how to prep your products. Easy yep. peasy, and typically mm -hmm. I'll pay an hourly rate, like $15, $20 an hour, right? Um, I do so too. Yeah. That's how that's the first thing I outsource. I don't outsource my business decisions, but the prepping of an, of some beauty items no big deal, right? And then communicate. Mm. So I use a lot of video, like I will take a video of myself prepping things. That goes to my shopper or my prepper. Mm. I will um go shopping with them. I will, you know, obviously I do a lot of OA, mm -hmm. so I we do that too train my virtual assistants on how to effectively use tactical arbitrage. That's how we came up with the loot list. Mm -hmm. We're doing a great job, right? So those are the steps you're going to want to take, but make sure that when you are outsourcing that you are QCing quality control, the process from start to finish, do like a trial mm -hmm. run, like we're going to do this for a week or something like that. If it's a good fit, it's a good fit, right? Mm -hmm. And as far as payments, um, so and, and another thing, so you might have different types of shoppers, someone that's actually analyzing Keepa and making business decisions. Okay. That's kind of like advanced level. Someone that's a runner, someone mm -hmm. that have a list, go to Walgreens, buy these with my business card, and then I'm going to give mm -hmm. you gas money and then $10 an hour or whatever it is. Um, and then, right. mm -hmm. and then the right. So those are kind of, the various people that I've over the past five years worked with until I got it down to where I'm just going to do wholesale. Right. Um, so those are kind mm -hmm. of some as far as like what I've encountered. Okay. So there's a lot of questions. Um, are outlet mm -hmm. malls cheaper in price than regular stores like Marshall's? I think it's a, I think it, you just have to scan, right? Yeah. You just have to scan. It depends. Some outlet stores, like they're not, you know, like the prices are kind of high, you know, like I, and it really even depends on the store too. So you can go to one store. I mean, I guess it depends, but some stores have sales that another store doesn't have. So it could be like, like the Vera Bradley, maybe one Vera Bradley has a 50% off and then the other one has a 30% off. So you're right. like, why is it different? 
because it's right. the store. It is what it is. So like I went to the store that I really do well in. I went, I the one that's near me is awesome. And then I went to another one yesterday, wasn't that awesome. So, you know, because the prices were different, I'm like, prices here are more expensive. It's the same store, but, and it's the same sale, but they just, they did their prices in a different way because they can and it was just different and i'm like yeah. it was like it was hard for me to like find stuff i'm like this is annoying you know like i go no. to the other one where i go to and i walk out with like a dolly full of stuff you know so so for every store um you need to learn the sales cycles right so in retail arbitrage mm -hmm. uh basics in advance we talk about that so and and it also mm -hmm. it's depending so i live in saint charles but i'm next to saint louis the counties right St. Charles is inherently cheaper or our our um, discounts are greater. Let's say that our discounts are greater. So at Kohl's, you guys know I'm huge on Kohl's. I sourced a lot at Kohl's over the past five years. Um, so I'm going to source at the St. Charles Kohl's first. And then I'm going to go to St. Louis mm -hmm. because they don't um, in that county next to me, which is only eight minutes, by the way. I just go over the bridge. Um they don't do as deep of a discount as my county. So I think really the, the, mm. the and the outlet malls are in St. Louis County. So um, I don't have another outlet mall to compare like county wise. Um, but I think it doesn't matter what store, if it's an outlet or regular store, just learning the sales cycles, maybe signing up for their email, text alerts, um, and then pre Creating those relationships, right? Andrew will text me, hey Jess, nine of your things that you buy all the time are in stock. And then I know to plan my route mm. to go and visit him in, in the next couple days, right? Um, so so store mastery um, and then uh, you know sales cycles, create relationships, and that's all stores. Okay. Mm. Yep. Keepa, is, Keepa is so worth it. She's been selling for nine months. And the most essential tool. Yeah. So reiterating that Keepa is your data yeah. software. Um, we, you know, if you're brand new to the community, there's your reminder for the day. Um, okay. Let's see. When mm -hmm. I, when I was working for someone else, she found me on a local mom's group. So yeah, you can reach out on Nextdoor, oh. on buy sell groups, that kind of stuff, you know, um, or if, you know, okay, let's see. Do you mind sharing how to decide what or how to pay your shopper or employees or contractors, minor contractors? Um, yeah, minor contractors. Yeah, even my CPA when I was doing my taxes issues, because I, I said employees, she's like, they're not employees, they're contractors. Don't exactly. say employees. Right. <laughs> so, they're yeah. not W2. So, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 1099. So, um, yeah, I mean, personally, again, I'm not. I probably still need to maybe tweak it a little bit. I'm just going to tell you how I do it. I'm not saying it's the way to do it. You have to do it this way, whatever. Everybody do it your own way. I pay mine. Um, my prepper, I pay her 11 an hour. Probably should pay her more, but I pay her 11 an hour. And then the shopper, I pay them, I think. I have one shopper that I pay her. I was going to pay her hourly. And then she said, no, I want like a fixed week, like a monthly salary, sort of. So then I pay her like a salary. Like every week she gets this much and then that's so much she gets. And she says, I don't, you know, she says, I don't care about the time. I just, I just really want to know that she's getting this much every week. I'm like, okay, no problem. Yeah. Didn't think of that, but you're cool with that. We're cool. Yeah. And then the, her daughter, I just pay her $11 an hour to go shopping because she only does like two stores a week because she's a student and she has a lot going on. Yeah. She goes to church and so she has a lot going on. So she just wanted like a few dollars just to pay like for some gas and her car insurance or something. Not like a, 
she wasn't looking to make like a like a full-time thing you know some people it depends some people were just, they don't care they're just like i just want to make 50 bucks a week you know or 100 bucks a week that's all i want i don't care some people are like no i need i have bills to pay i need to make money like you need to give me x amount of hours you know if not I, this isn't gonna work so you have to yeah. see what you know everybody's different you know everybody has different um uh like they want to get paid in different ways so i'm flexible some people are not they're like um, this is what it is if you don't like it too bad you know but i'm more like i'm cool so a lot of people in the industry, um, a lot of people in the industry will do a couple of different things. So um, you can do piece prepped, right? So you can do an hourly rate for prepping. You're going to pay for all the materials and stuff like that. Um, they're either going to prep at your house. Mm -hmm. I did mine right to too. my assistant's house. Um, as for shopping, you could do like a per item. Like I'm going to pay you one dollar per item. You add that dollar uh -huh. into the cost of goods, um, or you can pay them mm -hmm. after the the item sells, right? So that way, if they're making uh -huh. a purchasing decision, they're not just purchasing something to purchase it because they wanna make their dollar, um, they're actually analyzing, right? So I would definitely make sure that you're doing a lot of good communication on your thresholds, the brands that you want, mm -hmm. um, but you know, hourly rate or, and then also if you're gonna be reimbursing them for their mileage, um, you can actually download MileIQ on their uh -huh. cell phone and have the mileage, um, tracked for your business so that's um okay yeah all right so those are the yeah. questions and i just literally pay mine like per time yeah no go ahead no that's good um and i think that was i yeah. mean we had a ton of great questions today like that was like yeah it was crazy. a lot of questions yeah <laughs> i was like what mm -hmm. um, they were good so I think, and i was learning things too like um yes so good. i think um my our last question of the day is what is one piece of advice that you would give to the new seller? The new seller. Um, there's so much good advice. Um, I would, okay, so yeah, I'll give you a couple. So I'll give you at least two pieces of, at least they, they go with each other. So don't be, I used to do this. Don't be scared to scan. It's okay. Just take your phone. This was the same phone I scanned with. Just go to the store and scan. Yes. It's okay. Oh, I'm going to make a mistake. What if I scan the wrong thing? It doesn't matter. Just scan. Don't worry scan. about it. Just grab stuff, yeah. scan it. I made a mistake. No big deal. You have your, you know, I don't have a receipt with me. You have a receipt. Return it. Yeah. When you go home, I've done that. I still do it. I will buy stuff. I will take it home or my shopper will buy stuff or my wife will buy stuff and we'll go home and we're like, why did we buy this? And then we'll look at the keyboard and my wife is like, look at, why did you buy that? I'm like, I don't know. So we have the receipt. No big deal. We return it. So I used to freak out because I'm like, what if I make a mistake? return it. So just scan, have your receipt, return your stuff. You made a mistake, no big deal. And try different stores. Don't get hooked on like, I didn't find anything in Marshall's so, or whatever store, go to another store, try a different store. Try one. I've never been to this store. Cool. Go to the store. It's okay. So yeah. So that would be, that would be something that I would say. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of uh, the highlights for today were learn Keepa, right? If you are brand new, um, if you make it a bad buy, you can sell it on eBay. You can sell it on Mercari, Facebook Marketplace. If you get a return, you can sell it on other marketplaces. Mm. Or don't forget to look for consignment shops in your area um, and get out there. Like he said, don't be scared to scan. Don't be scared to start. And like when I'm talking to my new mentoring clients, um, I always say start with one, start with one store, start with sending in one box, start with listing one item, mm -hmm. start with 
you know, just start with one and rinse and repeat because we all started somewhere, right? Um, Michael has been selling for six years. I've been selling full time for five years. I've actually been selling since 1999 with my mom. So just start your income stream and then keep mm. going and getting into that consistent mode um, and just start. So thank you, Michael, for joining me today. Welcome. I think we had a great talk. We had a lot of awesome questions. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're watching, yeah, the replay, good. you can tag Jess Hill or Michael Morjon in your questions in the replay. Um, and then Michael is one of our coaches. So if you're curious about um, his his history, you can visit ecommerceempowerment.com, click on coaches and scroll down to Michael mm -hmm. to learn more book time with him. So thank you so much. And um, I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. All right. Thank have you. A good Muchas gracias. Thank you. Thank you.